Welcome to episode 74 of the McSauce Comic Book Podcast. My name is Paul McGinty. With me are Ian Sharpley. Hello. And Matt Cassell. Hello. It is Monday night, September 22nd. And tonight's episode, we're going to talk about the proposed Supergirl pilot on CBS. And we are also going to talk about three properties that each of us would like to see introduced uh, on in the television. Three female properties, to be specific. But we like to kick things off with a little old school, a little housekeeping from Ian Sharpley. Yes, old school stuff. It was, it was new school with Matt Casal the last couple episodes. Old school, Ian Sharpley. Yeah, yeah, old school. Let's kick it old school. Sounds exciting. Yeah, I'm just pulling up my my housekeeping things. I'm not really sure what uh, what website we do. Is it mcsauce.com? Is that what we do? That sounds right. You can do. Uh, strips. We have podcasts there, I think. Reviews from time to time. If you go to mixsauce.com, you can check out all the lovely items that we have. We update typically five days a week, so as you go into work every day and you're like, oh, I don't want to fucking do my job, you can go to mixsauce.com and be entertained for a couple of seconds there. You can go to the Facebook page, like us, and get all the updates about the things that we're doing. Mixsauce has a bunch of events coming up. We have a lot of things that we're going to be doing in the next couple of days and weeks here. The first thing, September 26th through 28th at the Monroeville Convention Center. That's Friday through Sunday. That's this Friday through this coming Sunday. That's true. Is Pittsburgh Comic Con. Uh, we will be there with some some posters and some sketch cards and our lovely personalities. So you and can, free buttons. We have free buttons. You can come and hang out with us. I believe that there is still a Groupon. If you go into Groupon, you can get a one-day pass, uh, two one-day passes for $20. So you have a deal right there. Come see all the wonderful things at Comic-Con and see us. If you've never been to a comic convention before, I say this is your prime opportunity to make the trip out and see some friendly faces and have a conversation with us. We also are doing commissions, so um, if, if you still would like either Matt, myself, or Paul to draw something, anything, well, with me and Paul, anything, Matt, <laughs> you might have to talk to him a little bit. Consultation, first refusal rights, super expensive. But high quality... Nonetheless, it'll be high quality. It, what is that jingling, by the way? It is the Ghost of Comic Con. Oh, the Ghost of Comic Con present. Ghost of Comic Con present. Pretty much there, or is it future? I think it's probably still future. Future. Yeah. Because even when listeners hear this, it still should still be future because you should be downloading this Wednesday and listening to it Wednesday or Thursday. As soon as it comes in, you need that McSauce fix. You can come to the Comic-Con. You can talk to us about what we talk about tonight. Tell us how stupid our ideas for TV shows are. How brilliant our ideas are. Fun banter. So that is one event that you can come in and join your friends at McSauce this weekend at the Monroeville Convention Center. 
another event that McSauce will be uh, engaging in the Pittsburgh Pod Races at Hack Pittsburgh. Oh, we're going to engage. The Nerd Exchange, Exchange of Western PA, a podcast that you can find on Stitcher Radio. So go and support them, download their show, and find out what kind of things they're, they're all about. Find out what kind of uh, podcast they're like. They're, they talk about a lot of similar things, big Marvel fans, and we're going to be debating at Hack Pittsburgh on Sunday, October 12th at 6 o'clock. We're going to have a debate, Marvel versus DC. McSauce will be hopefully the home team. We need your support. So if you can come out, ask either myself, Matt, or Paul how to get to Hack Pittsburgh. It's at 1936 Fifth Avenue, Pittsburgh, PA. We'll post it on the site. Lawrenceville. Lawrenceville. Larry Land, if you will. Larry Land. Not hard to find, but we want crowd support. I want to hear McSauce out there. As you know from listening to us, we're big bullies. So we need our vocal home crowd to come out and yell things. I want to hear the crowd chant, cheer for their favorite things like, Matt, be condescending. Ian, be argumentative. Paul, be a douchebag. Come out and support us. You know what we're good at. Inspire us in a in a rousing route of the Nerd Exchange podcast. I'm not against going to jail that night. Wow. So, Cheer me on. So again, Hack Pittsburgh, Sunday, October 12th, 6 p.m. Come and hang out. We don't know what to, to expect, but if you come there with us, I think that we'll have a good chance of being victorious, bringing this win home for DC and Comics. And what's most important for Ian and I, Bring your own beer and liquor. Oh, yeah. We're alcoholics, so yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Share a a debate beer with McSauce or a debate Coke with me. So those are the things that you can expect from us in the next couple weeks. Um, Get in touch with us if you have any ideas for any upcoming podcasts that you would like us to cover. Um, Contact us on Facebook, on our various Twitter handles. And, uh, yeah, we, we really appreciate all your support. I've received a bunch of um, requests for commissions. Uh, I'm still accepting them, so send them along. Even on even on Friday, come and ask me in person, and I'll be more than happy to draw something for you. I guess since the glove has been thrown down, I will also accept commissions. It wasn't. Until Ian's done accepting Last I checked, it's a, it's a gauntlet. I mean... May as well call it a mitten at that point. <laughs> the mitten the glove. has been thrown down. The white glove. The white mitten. So that's what's going on, everybody. Can't wait to see you guys out at the Comic-Con and at the podcast race. So a couple weeks ago, there was some hubbub on the internet over a proposed Supergirl series. And it was... Um, it was... Squashed pretty early. You know, it was just rumors, blah, blah, blah. But then a week later, it was officially announced that CBS has ordered a Supergirl pilot. So, DC, back at it again. Just pushing shit on television. They are dealers. They've got some addicted children in the neighborhood. And they are pushing that 
product. I'm sorry. They've got children. Children. And they're pushing that DC smack. That DC television smack. So, uh, sounds like the... I haven't seen any... Any definitive dates, but I would imagine it would be for the 2015 television season. CBS, Big Four Network, Supergirl. Gentlemen, tell me, tell me how you're feeling about this. Well, I've talked a lot. Paul, you've talked a lot. Matt, what are your thoughts on this? Being the resident TV aficionado that I am here. Do you know what a TV is? Yes. I have recently discovered... Get this. I have recently discovered that Xfinity Cable has an app on your phone that allows you to control your your entire like menu of, of stuff that you want to watch all on your phone. Like, in real time. Like, you can scroll through the entire list right there on your phone. So, pick what you want to watch. Your DVR is on your phone. It's totally on your phone. I set up, while I was at work today, <clears throat> I set up two recordings, two season recordings. One for the Big Bang Theory. This is going to blow your minds, you guys, because yeah, I watch television. One for the Big Bang Theory and another one for Gotham. Which premieres tonight. Actually, well, what is it? Eight o'clock. Seventeen minutes. <clears throat> so seventeen minutes podcast. Time. This will officially be the shortest McSauce comic book podcast in the history <laughs> in the seventy-four year history. Well, it's not years, but it's episodes. years. <laughs> That's a lot of cred that we have. Do you think that we can keep this going for 74 years? One of us is going to die way before that, eh? Or probably all of us, actually. Well, modern medicine is making a lot of That's true. And you die, Ian. We'll just pretend that you're watching Monday Night Football. (laughs) That's what we always do. We're going to be roughly 110 years old. Do you think we can... 74 years. Do you think we can make it? I feel that in 15 years... Computer chip in the brain. You download all your health updates. Shoulder hurts a little bit. You download the patch. Fixes your shoulder. This weekend, while I was chowing down on a spicy chicken Roy Rogers sandwich, I realized... Is that a little turnpike uh, food? It sure was. Oh, okay, because that's the only place they have... Roy Rogers are on the turnpike. You know... This should be a diarrhea story, by the way. Foodies foodies are in right now. People like food shit. People are into weird food stuff. They're the foodies. I'm a fast foodie. My internal organs by this point have been preserved by all of the fast food I've taken in. And now I seek out different fast food that I've never had before. Like Roy Rogers... Two thumbs up. You've never had Roy Rogers? Ever? No. So you feel like this, your, um, we'll call it an addiction, the fast food is keeping you healthier? Is that right? That's what you're saying? Preserved. Yeah. So, okay. Preserved. All right. I think things are solidifying. (laughs) But Roy Rogers was always around when we were growing up, when we were much younger, right? Yeah. Didn't they have one at Northway Mall? 
South Hills, son. Uh, I don't Tom, remember. So if that, they explains, did that explains my things. lack of Roy Rogers in my life. Rax, however. Or yeah. Arby's well, lesser cousin, yeah. Rax. I always liked Rax. That has died. That died a long Arby's time cousin ago. died. There's yeah. only room for one roast beef titan in the fast food world. Let's talk about Long John Silver's for a second. LJS. Oh, LJS. I like LJS, but I like it twice a year. Yeah. You can't do more than that. Otherwise, you're just asking for trouble. Like KFC does the same thing to me. I, I can go for an entire year, and then I'm like, oh, I'm going to have some KFC, and it destroys my stomach, yeah. and I'm sorry for an entire you're year. You're sorry, pussies. Listen, you're sorry... As you're eating it, like going in, it's the best fucking idea. You somebody's like, "Hey, do you want some some Long John Silvers?" And you like perk right up. Like, oh, I haven't had hush puppies in a long ass time. In those little, like, crunchy things that are nothing more than battered fried shit, and and you're like, I need that. I need that in my body. Everything that you get from LJS is the same consistency. Even, like, if you get a Sprite, it, like, crunches just like a hush puppy. <laughs> so you, you sit down with your Long John Silvers, and about 10 to 15 minutes into the meal, that's roughly the equivalent of one to two pieces of fish and or chicken, depending on what you got. You start to feel, like, heavy yeah. and, and kind of icky. Paul Shagan has had no... No? You're disagreeing with this? Could you eat Long John Silver's every day? Yeah. Could you eat it? Oh, I was going to say. What would it do to I'm your... disappointed. Wow. I'm disappointed that you guys are like, Ugh, I can't have Long John. Because it's borderline... I can't have KFC. Because it's borderline poison, you fucker. Bullshit. That is 100% chicken. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's everything a... they put on top of it. Right. It's bad. I'm no, pretty I sure it's not I, 100% yeah, I, I chicken. Could do, I could do fast food. I can't do... There's there's a list of fast food that I can't do often. Taco Bell's on there at this point, too. I know, I know. That's your your thing. I love Taco Bell. I can only do it once every month. You know what? Paul might be right. You are kind of a pussy. (laughs) I just... Just a little picky, that's all. Never said I wasn't. No, no, no. no, no, You're not... No, 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 no. I'm disagreeing with this pussy stuff that you're saying. Because your body can't handle too much fast food. That doesn't make you picky. That means you... That that makes you weak. I just don't like it. It makes me ill. It's processed garbage. You're not supposed to be able to eat a ton of it. What's your middle name? Mary? Ugh. (laughs) Ian Nancy Sharpley? I'm sorry, I can't eat Taco Bell every day. It's Sissy Mary. <laughs> eat Sissy Mary sharply. I, like I love that on this show, your fast food stamina is the uh, the scale of manliness that we're going with. Not really. Well, certainly not muscles. Have you seen us? Yeah. Not really fast food, but 93 shrimp at Red Lobster a couple weekends ago. Yeah, that's ridiculous. You're just a fucking pig. Wait, that's all. What did you eat? Not- 93 shrimp. And then you're like on your little exercise bike every yeah. morning and you're like, man, I didn't even lose a pound. Well, it's because you ate 93, like, I'm maintaining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't look bad. 
but you're a fucking you? pig. <laughs> that doesn't make you manly. That doesn't make me a pussy. That's gross to eat 93 fucking anything. I, I love fast food. I love it. It's the best. It tastes so good. It tastes better than anything I'm ever going to get anywhere else. It is my favorite. What is your favorite fast food joint that there is? Taco Bell. What, gonna, if what joint is a whole, Taco Bell. A singular item? The Reuben. Maybe the Arby's Reuben. Yeah. Really? If it came down to it, it's going to be between the Arby's Reuben and the Burger King chicken sandwich. Add cheese, no lettuce. See, I'm more of a takeout part. Like, I could eat Chinese food every single day. I could eat Mexican food every day. I could eat Mexican But not from, day. like, not from specific places, though. Like, not, and not from chain Taco Bell. I think there's a limit. Like, the, who's the guy that did the McDonald's For thing? For who? Not you. Yeah, yeah not even, you. Even from, like, I couldn't eat. Oh, the, the fast food dude or super size me guy, yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah, uh, yeah. Morgan Spurlock. As much as I love. Is that a real name? That's yeah, his that's name. that's his name. As much as I love all kinds of fast food, I couldn't do breakfast, lunch, dinner, as fast food, fast food places all the time. Maybe if I cut it down, maybe one breakfast burrito at McDonald's. Instead of three. <laughs> See, you're fucking big. Yeah, I, I think like breakfast, lunch, and dinner is too much. But one meal at a fast food place every day, right? Uh, if you could, that's pick, that's part of my heaven. If you could pick, well, I'm about to challenge you. You need to do that shit. I don't have the money to do that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every a fast food trip right now is upwards of ten bucks. Yeah, that's true. And it's kind of you could eat cheaper at like an Eaton Park. And for those of you that are not in Western Pennsylvania, it's kind of like a nicer Denny's. Well, if you go to, we're getting real local here, Reyes Teca, you can get tons of fucking Mexican food. Yeah. Reyes Teca for less than you could go to Wendy's and buy a value meal. They don't have Mexican food at Wendy's. Nine. Although they do have those wraps with the Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm just saying, food... And mu- what? Why would you compare Wendy's Money. to the Mexican? The, because I'm comparing Taco Bell to the Mexican, you goofball. Well, I don't go enough to know the dollar amount. Roy Rogers spicy all chicken I ever sandwich. Get, all I ever get from Taco Bell: two steak soft tacos, two nachos. That's it. And you say that it fucks you up. Why don't you try something else? Because maybe because that's what I like. Taco. It tastes so good. Oh, I have tried the Dorito taco, the Cool Ranch yeah, one. What did you think? It was good. I liked yeah, it. It was good. Paul, no. I, I never had the Cool Ranch one. The Dorito one's okay, but it's a gimmick. I think it's more than a gimmick. I think it's pretty. The legit. Doritos bringing bringing everything full circle. It's a real thing. The Doritos taco is like a foil stamped comic book cover to me. <laughs> it's just it's unnecessary. You have all the good shit there to begin with. You don't need the lenticular I feel taco shell. it's the evolution of the taco. It's like the digital comic. It's a digital taco. Also, professional opinion yeah, when- coming from a fast foodie, the Doritos taco, it's a little powdery. Yeah. yeah. More powdery than your regular Dorito. I disagree. I've had probably a lot more of those than you have, and I would disagree. You think, I think maybe I got one that was a little powder? I think that's possible. I think they're about equal, depending on the chip that you actually pull out of the bag. Because let's face it, not every Dorito is made the same. Some have like their like all God's up. creatures. 
We're not all created equal. Some are loaded up with that cheese, but just on one side, weirdly. You know, like, the other side's kind of plain. Or sometimes you'll have a little on this side, a little on that side. Other times you'll have just a a full-blown, like, submersion. How insane is it that one full Dorito chip is so much better than equal volume of crumbs? Really? What... You mean taste-wise? You're just saying taste-wise. Taste-wise. Yes. One full Dorito chip is more satisfying than the same amount in pieces. Because you get that. You get the crunch. You get the satisfaction of breaking it down. It's like chopping a tree down. (laughs) It's like the the real foodies. Not the fast foodies, but the regular foodies will say. It's all about the mouthfeel. And that's why they're foodies. Is that what they say? Yeah. Oh, how Mouthfeel is an mouth actual feel. term that people use when they're kind of like that's the describing worst. food. Roy Rogers uh, give the spicy chicken sandwich with bacon and their side of fries. Nine on the mouthfeel. Ian, what was the last fast food you've eaten? I ate Chick-fil-A today. So That is so funny that you said Chick-fil-A is the last thing that you've eaten because... That is because also the Ian last also hates gays. <laughs> yeah, because I I know I feel so bad for going there. I'm just like uh, supporting. Would you get all this hatred? I got a grilled chicken sandwich and a sprite. Oh, it's so healthy. I know, right? Well, sprite's still like I didn't drink it. Yeah, all. but sensitive tummy over here. We have to keep. I'm real. not that sensitive. My have tummy's I, not that that sensitive. Heaven forbid he has the the. Fucking fried sandwich. I just didn't want to have the fried sandwich because I knew I'd come here and eat pizza and drink beer. How many pieces of pizza? Three. Matt, How about yourself? Four. Like a man. Four. Like a man. I, how come I'm always the one that eats the most pizza and then we turn it around on me the night that I don't? Fuck you guys. Anyway, Gotham. You're I, taping it on your phone, you fuck nut. Yes, I am. The Supergirl. Wait, wait, hold well, on we didn't second. get there. We talked about food for 20 minutes. Hold on a second. <laughs> I, um, I also had Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. I, had, I had those those grilled nuggets because I was really curious about them because I saw a commercial for them. Yeah. That sounds gross. They were even more gross than they sound. Yeah. I thought I was eating Were they turds. sweaty? Yeah, they were wet. Yeah, yeah. they were totally uh, fucking... Uh, <laughs> Disgusting. They were absolutely... Like, I swear to God, they had like a faint taste slash odor of poop. They were so goddamn disgusting. (laughs) They look like... They look like fish. They... They were so bad. I couldn't possibly unrecommend them harder. Daddy's out. Yeah, no, those don't look good. But the grilled sandwich is really good. I have it all the time. I do get the... The uh, spicy sandwich a lot, yeah. But today, I was took it easy. I was at the mall, and at the at the food court at the mall where I was, the, their workers are so up class now. Like the people that wipe the tables down in the food court, um, and I'm eating, I'm sitting there fucking around on my phone, and, and this person comes up to me, "How's everything, sir? Is everything okay?" I was like, "Yeah, it's it's good." Is there anything I can get you? And I'm like, "But you get like me. clean the garbage? Like what? Like what? Like." Can you take these back and get me the fried chicken? But I didn't say that. I was just like, oh, no, this is delicious. But it wasn't delicious. You shouldn't have lied to him. You should have told him the truth. 
Thought you hated it. I did hate, but it wasn't a Chick Fil A worker. It was a food. It was a mall worker. Yeah. It was a, like it was just so bizarre. It's weird. Anyway, so yeah, I got the, the app, the Xfinity remote app for my phone. I can set up um, recordings. I I can even watch live fucking TV. That's cool. Do you have Xfinity, Ian? No, I have Dish Network. I don't know what their capabilities are phone-wise. I know I can set my DVR on my phone. Okay. I just don't do it. I'm not in charge of it. Wife's in charge of setting yeah. up all the TV shows, making sure nothing conflicts. She's got that on lock. Right. Well, I, I'm i new to the whole TV thing, kind of, like recording stuff myself, and, and I... I don't really know what I'm doing, but it was pretty simple. It was very user friendly, and I think I'm pretty sure that that Gotham will will be recording in two minutes for me. I'm excited that you're gonna give TV another chance. Well, hey, I've watched every season of The Big Bang Theory. We're going into season eight. That is a shit load of episodes I have watched. You know what else I'm gonna watch? I'm gonna watch The Goldbergs. I think that's another good show. Highly recommended by resident TV expert Paul McGinty. No. You didn't like it? I thought no, you did. No. I thought you watched the Goldbergs. No, you Jeff, the, no, no, Jeff Johns loves the Goldbergs. You watched the other show that was similar to it that was on a different network. Is that Surviving right? Surviving Jack. Yeah, okay. That's why I got that confused. Surviving Jack. Canceled after seven episodes. Goldbergs <laughs> going into season two. That's what happens. There's only room enough. For Goldbergs her. like that weird show with the alien neighbors. I feel like it caters to the lowest common denominator of hey, primetime television watchers. The alien neighbors? You don't even know what it is. Well, hold on. Like, that's, how, that's how weird it is. It should be fucking canceled. Is it currently like on? And yeah. the aliens? Mork and Mindy. No. Alien Nation. No. And it's not V either. It's a sitcom. I don't know what it's called. Jamie Gertz is in it. Oh, Third Rock from the Sun. No. What are you talking about? I don't know. It's this exactly. Don't know. But how's it like the Goldbergs? Is it set in the eighties? Because it's bad and it got a second season. Wait, That's you how said it's like you didn't Goldbergs. watch Goldbergs. Why are you telling me it's bad? You I don't need it? to watch the Goldbergs to know that it's not a good television. Uh, there's program. a little Paul. Yeah, on there he is. <laughs> Are we going to talk about fucking Supergirl tonight? <laughs> well, anyway, I thought I wanted to, to lay Where's down... Where's my beer? It's in my hand, you prick! I wanted to lay down my Thanks, TV sir. watching cred before I went into the whole Supergirl thing. You know, because obviously, you know, I'm going to watch Gotham, got Big Bang going, we're going to have Goldberg. So, yeah, I know what a fucking TV is. I have two of them, Okay. So Rebels, Rebels is coming. Rebels out. is coming in a week and a half. Can't wait for that. We're gonna do an instant reaction show. Um, but but yeah, well, apparently there's a Supergirl girl show maybe coming. It's definite though, right? They have they ordered the pilot. Is that right? Is that right? I don't know. They did something called a put pilot order, which from. My knowledge is CBS wants to see what the creative team can do with a pilot. Once they see it, then they'll go into ordering a full season or passing on it, and then they can just shop the pilot other places. Have you heard about the, I think it's called like the, the it's like a 1090 rule or something like that, where they'll, they'll it's a deal where they will order 10 
episodes, and if it makes it past ten, then they order ninety, and it like instantly sends something to syndication. Like that's some new thing that I've heard in in uh, TV circles. Well, that, I'm not in many TV that circles. I, that I frequent. Now, Paul, I'm sure that you've heard it because you know everything there is to know about TV. As a matter of fact, from what I understand, you can even look at a show on your guide and determine whether or not it's any good. <laughs> is this true? I've seen enough Goldberg's commercials and clips. I've seen enough of the Goldbergs to know that it's standard. There's nothing special about the Goldbergs. What qual- what qualifies as special, in your opinion? You don't have to be specific, but just generally. Does it have to make you feel a certain way? Does it have to surprise you? It doesn't have to surprise me. It just needs to be... It needs to be quick and inventive. Something new. We've seen the Goldbergs. It was called that 70s show. Except now they're doing it with a, a whole family instead of a group of friends. The Goldbergs is the successful attempt at that 80s show. There was an, the, uh, that there was, show? They did have that 80s show, which tanked instantly. Was anybody in it? That- no. That's one of the things about that 70s show was that the cast was really, really wonderful. And that's what people came back that enjoyed it. That's what I would watch that show for. I've never watched a full episode of that. That really? 70s show wasn't it. about the nostalgia of the 70s. It was, it was about, about, the, about a good show. Yeah, it was a good show with great characters that happened to be in the 70s. And then they try to do that 80s show with a, a much less charming cast which with no chemistry. And of course it tanked. I assume Goldberg's has some kind of chemistry. We're going into season two. Lots of people like it. One of my heroes, Jeff Johns, is a big fan. I don't see it. I don't get it. Paul, somebody that prides themselves as much as you do on actually giving things a chance. Now, you fully admit that you do judge a book by its cover often. But you also pride yourself on the fact that you will try different things. I would think when your favorite writer sings something's praises so mightily as Jeff Johns, that you would at least take 22 minutes of your life and give one episode a shot. Just try it. Nope. What are you afraid of? I just... uh, I don't have time for that. (laughs) (laughs) 22 minutes is a big commitment. I have such a full television sleet. And I've seen enough Goldberg's commercials and clips... It's not for me. A lot of the source material that they talk about is stuff ripped right out of your childhood that you instantly recognize and relate to. Why? How is that something that just escapes like your kind of interest? It just uh, it just doesn't look like they're handling the material like I would handle it. It seems like it's they're playing it too safe. TGI Fridays kind of sitcom. TGI Fridays like the restaurant. TGIF ABC as much Full as House, I love Full Mr. House. Belvedere. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, Strangers. I'm familiar with that, but it was just TGIF. Well, TGI Fridays is the restaurant. There's a difference. 
There is. I think it's TGI Fridays, but that's neither. Here well, would you say TG Fridays? I said TGI Fridays. Right. He said TGIF Fridays. Isn't that what he just said, too? No, I said TGI Fridays. I'm pretty sure that you both said TGIF. I digress. We're nitpicking the shit out of this. What was wrong with fucking TGIF, you cocksucker? Nothing was wrong with it. But Goldberg's is too similar to that. When I was in my early teens when TGIF was on, it was was grand. But you're all in for the Full House reboot, correct? Fuck yes. So so that still holds with you. No, only if they treat it like something like Modern Family. If it's a different style of comedy, it's a different style of presentation... Then yeah, I think it could work great. But if they go in with the same, the the same standard sitcom setup, I don't think it's going to work. I think it'll work for a couple episodes because people are interested; they want to check it out. But it's not gonna, it's not gonna be an honest, good sitcom like like it has a potential. Like at this point, what could they even do with Full House? Because all the girls are grown up, they have families and all that the stuff. Olsen like twins clearly aren't coming back. Yeah. The three dads are coming back. They should write it that Michelle was, like, killed somehow. Ooh, just go dark. Yeah, just go fucking dark. Yeah. They don't even need to go dark. All they need to do... First storyline, who's Michelle's killer? Yeah, All they need to I like do it. is Modern Family Eyes It. I like uh, our idea better. I do, too. Who killed Michelle Tanner? Fuck yeah. Yeah, then it could be a summer show on TNT. Like Murder in the First. Yeah. Or an HBO street. And they could get Draco Malfoy to be Get what's her name to like go like naked because HBO. Jody Sweden mm, can still do crystal meth. Like I think we've got a winner. I think so too. Bob Saget can do his you, preferred style of comedy, which is really dirty. Did you hear the other show that that may be making a return, a reboot slash continuation? <laughs> One of my personal favorites. Married with children. Really? Yeah. Are you gonna like that? I could. It could yeah. be good. It you know, TV's of like the the modern sitcom is very different now than it used to be. Yeah. You know, like where they were clearly filmed on like sound stages and everything. Now they're actually filmed a little more on location. Doesn't have the studio audience with the laugh track very often. That still exists. But I don't feel that the most successful shows are that. Your most successful ones are your Modern Families or your Goldbergs. And, you know, it's funny that I mentioned both of those shows because, Paul, I do understand what you're saying as far as it kind of maybe not being real. It's a little saccharine. It doesn't quite have the edge maybe that Paul wants. It's a little too artificially sweet. That's exactly what Modern Family is. Very good, but you just want him to... To be just a little edgier, just have a little bit more of a cynical nature to it. But I don't think that's. I don't think Modern Family needs that. I think Modern Family works well just as it is. There are plenty of other show avenues to go a little darker with things. That Modern Family doesn't need to do. That. See, I disagree with you. Modern Family, every single episode is exactly like Full House. Every episode is wrapped up in a perfectly neat little bow at the very end. Everybody's happy. There's never an ongoing continuous storyline that elicits any kind of drama other than, ah, oh, that but do was we, nice. But do we want that? That's Why what, not? Why I not? mean, that's what Modern, like Paul just said, it's good at doing what it does, which is 
nice, neat packages yeah, maybe, but delivered the show, to the show's your entire TV. basis for existing is we're showing what a real family is like in 2014. You know, we have a gay member. We have um, a dysfunctional family. We've got the old guy with the trophy wife. No black yet, guys on this show. Very disappointed. Yeah, well, I think that's like. Isn't Longinus black? Who? Longinus. Who? You just Cam made, and Mitchell's gay buddy. I don't know. It sounds like you made him up. It sounds just like. Isn't the help black with what oh. they have? <laughs> don't the, the gays I have a, so. their daughter, black? Their daughter's black. Korean. Doesn't that count? Yeah, I mean it's it's Isn't all that close enough. Pretty much all ethnicities are represented. But what I'm saying is, Sofia Vergara is. Colombian, that's, you know, that's around there, too. Anyway, what what I'm getting at is that I think on a show like that, there is room, based on just the idea of the show alone, to, to kind of go in a few other slightly more, and I, I don't even want to say realistic, but but give me a little, like, some other style of drama other than the exact same fucking thing every but episode. But that's not what Modern Family is. Like that's that's what that show is. I it's, realize that's what it is. I'm saying setup, what it could be. Problems resolution done. It even mm. goes as far as to copy the the like the happy music at the end when when the moral of the story is narrated. I mean, the only difference is, you know, in Modern Family, the the person that is giving the life lesson does it to the camera, you know, in a like a. If you're so unhappy with it, maybe you should quit watching it. I have quit watching it, but thank you for the uh, for the tip. Yeah, open that beer. Doing an Ian style, you can't under hear the it. table. You can't it's hear it. Silent. Can't hear it. Silent. You know why? The reason I quit watching Modern Family is because I realized that I don't need to watch season seven or whatever they're on now because I already saw that in season one, season two. Season three, season four, season five. I think there's still quality things there's, that you can pull out of that show. I've, I haven't watched it in a row, but every time I catch episodes on USA, it's in syndication now. It makes me laugh, man. It's a I funny agree, show. But it's clearly not the show for you anymore. You, you're looking for something else. You want something different at this point. Well, there's, so because there's no Don't chastise Modern Family like it's garbage now because... You've moved on, and now you want something else. That's you. You want something else. Modern Family's still a good show. It's not still a good show for you. It. I'm not saying it's a bad show. It's just an unevolving show. It does nothing new. It does nothing different. It never progresses the characters in any meaningful ways. The only way the characters progress is the kids get older. It doesn't have to. It sure. It should. Why not? Well, maybe, maybe the Dunphys should win the lottery, and then... The season finale should be Phil wakes up and it's all been a dream, and they're still poor because that was good television. Well, I'm not saying that season nine of Roseanne was a winner. However, seasons one through six were pretty good. I think you're being generous with six. Mm, six was a little hit and miss. Okay, all the way through five, it was solid. It was solid TV that had real characters with real problems that really evolved. And Modern Family has the same thing for a different tax bracket. It's not our tax bracket, but it's... Do you feel the characters evolve? Like, how is Phil a different guy than he was in the first episode? 
I don't think they need to evolve. That's not why I watch that show. I watch that show to see. Then it should be the Simpsons. to see silly. Then it should be the Simpsons. But it is. It's like you know, live I don't, action. Yeah, Simpsons. I don't need this. I don't need. I think there's be. room in your television watching for all different kinds of things, and characters that come out present almost the same thing, even and deliver pretty hilarious episodes. You know, every single time out. There, there are I, funny. There are definitely funny episodes. I think it's a moments. really funny show. And I, the, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I, the one, some of the ones that I've seen, I still look back on very, very, very fondly. Particularly the the iPad episode from season one, like Phil's birthday. It's my absolute favorite episode. Um, and it, it coincided. It almost felt like Apple and Modern Family were like, let's do this like advertisement for the iPad for an episode. And it was so fucking They're trying weird. to get him the iPad, and the wife didn't order it. Is that right? No. He, Phil had it pre-ordered. Or he didn't. He was going to go to the Apple store early at like 5 a.m. on his birthday. It came out the same day as his birthday. So he was going to go... To the to the Apple store to get his iPad, and his wife Claire said, "No, no, no! Don't worry about it. You sleep in. It's your birthday. I'll get up early and I'll go get it for you." She gets up, gets dressed, gets her clothes on, and she goes to put her shoes on, sits down on the couch, and just I don't know. Like we all have been there. I think we just kind of curl up on the couch a little bit. Next thing you know, she fell asleep, and then she wakes up like way too late. And then the rest of the episode was trying to scramble to get him this iPad. And he was so crushed that he didn't get it. It was like life just ended for him. <laughs> he didn't want to eat anymore. Um, it was just too funny. At least I thought it was. So I like the show. I'm just pointing out some of my issues with it. It's fine. Not only is it fine, it's fair. It is fair. That that is fair. Thank you. So I thought we were going to talk about Supergirl, but you know whatever you guys want to talk about. <laughs> it seems like we're just doing it's fine with me. All television, all the time. Do we have any? Which is funny because Matt hates television, but he's pretty passionate about it tonight. Yeah. Downloaded the app. Contrary to popular belief on this podcast, I know what television is. I've seen shows. I've watched full seasons. I've watched full series. Hmm. I've seen some TV in my day. I just, my life doesn't kind of revolve around it. That's what movies are for. <laughs> Do we have any opinions about who should play Supergirl? What kind of tone we, Supergirl? Do we have any, just any have? opinions about this? this uh, my, not really. Like, I'm not excited about it. Um, and that goes back to my my opinion of superhero shows, I've never been passionate about a single superhero show going all the way back to like... Well, no, I take that back. You liked The Flash, didn't you? The original Flash? No, I didn't. You um, didn't? N- well, I, I didn't... It was a great show. I didn't dislike it. I just never watched it. Hmm. I feel like it was on like Friday nights when I was like... What, what year was it? Was it 90? Uh, was my, a little late. 89, 90, maybe, if I'm guessing. I want to say it was... I'm almost I, certain I, it was in the 90s. I want to say it was on... I want to say it was on, on Sunday nights. 90, and it 90 to 91. Yeah, I, I... For some reason, I remember 227 being on, and then The Flash, or vice versa. Yeah. I didn't... 
I don't know. I didn't watch it, and it, and it never interested me enough to watch it. Um, what you know, like the the show, the, the superhero show that I did like was the Adam West Batman show, but that was because I was a kid, and I grew up with it, and you know, I watched it when I was in kindergarten. Um, you know, I I. Haven't gotten into Arrow. I I'm not excited about the Flash. Uh, Smallville didn't do anything for me. Um, it's Con- just Constantine doesn't look good to you. I still have not seen the trailer for Constantine. I keep forgetting. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I, excited to check it out. I will say I'm excited for Constantine at least to give it a try. I'm excited about I Zombie, Gotham tonight. Although, like I was saying pre-show, I'm starting to get kind of a little bit of a negative, just sort of. Like mojo vibe, I, I don't even know why. I'm just getting it. About what? About Gotham. Gotham. The closer it gets to us actually watching Gotham, the more excited I'm getting. Um, everything that I've seen so far has kind of gotten me ready to check it out. I heard a bunch of radio ads today. Yeah. Um, that seem pretty cool. I so hope it's good. I'm I'm pretty excited. I mean. Um, I'd still say that my expectations are around six, somewhere around there. Yeah. But I, I definitely want to check it out. I mean, I'll, I'll be watching it probably tomorrow. Um, you know, right, right as soon as we sit down to have our nice block of DVR Mondays DVR'd events. Watch those. But yeah, I'm not real like. I mean, the Supergirl thing. Just in general, the character Supergirl, I, I read it when the New 52 relaunched. I think I read it for about a year and a half. And while it was good, it wasn't great. It wasn't like this masterpiece or this classic story that just... And that was their chance, you know? That was their chance to really, I think, establish who Supergirl can be. What hurt that launch when the New 52 kicked off and they redid Supergirl was the tagline for... The t- <laughs> naughty time. The lights just went out. Yeah, that that light bulb's done for. Um, what hurt the the launch of Supergirl when the New Fifty Two kicked off was it, they said like she has all the powers of Superman, but she hates humans. And it's like, ooh, and I'm I was one like, of those. what the fuck? I was like, what are they? What are they doing? And I, I got it, and I read the first so many issues, and that wasn't at all what it was about. Right. It the tagline should have been she has all Superman's powers. She's just having a hard time adapting to life on Earth. But they Yeah, she was a real Kryptonian who didn't speak Right, didn't grow up any here. kind of For how many like issues she didn't even speak English for yeah. how many issues. So I mean like that it, it wasn't that she she was just misunderstood. Yeah, and they released Super when they relaunched Superboy they did it with a similar sort of thing where from the get-go you're like well then why do I want to read about this character? Why do I even want to give a shit about this character? Was that Scott Lobdell writing that? Wasn't he the original writer when that kicked off? He was on on Teen Titans, right? He was on Titans. I think someone else was on Superboy. Eventually he took over. It's a kind of cool art if I remember. Superboy? Yeah. I liked Supergirl. Supergirl's art. Supergirl's art. Yeah. Supergirl's art Supergirl had really good art. Mahmoud yeah. Azwar, who is now Marvel artist, he's doing stuff with Bendis over there. 
Yeah, but, um, but all that said about the Supergirl tagline and everything, it was a good book. Um, good, not was, great. I think it was Mike Johnson was the writer on that it. That sounds right. Mike Johnson and Michael Green. Yeah, um, they had done right. some Batman Superman arcs, and it was really good for the first arc. And then they it started to get lumped into all these other crossovers that the Superman books were doing, and it's like they just couldn't do their own thing anymore. Are you Supergirl, guys looking forward to a Supergirl show? Um, kind of lukewarm. I mean, uh, I think the most interesting thing to come out of this is that now you can you can watch some superhero show. On all of the big networks, and even you know, going into uh, all the cable shows with TNT trying to get Titans, uh, you can get super not superhero but comic book influenced stuff on AMC with Walking Dead. I think it's an interesting time in television with you know comics in mind. I think this is a misstep on DC's part. Supergirl is a film character. And while I am a television champion for the cause, and I believe... Not a champion of TV, but... And I believe, you know, like, there's really good television that can rival anything movies do. Supergirl is a character that should get a big movie treatment. You have to pick your spots with the power level of a hero. That's the thing. Her fucking power is too big. It's Superman on TV. You can't do it. Justice with CBS's budget. Right. You can, I'm sure CBS probably has more money to play with than the CW did with Smallville. But still, uh, they said that when this kicks off, it's not going to be Smallville for Supergirl. She's She's gonna be Supergirl. She's gonna be. She's gonna be in the middle of she's the shit. She's gonna be. Yeah, like she will have her powers and be learning how to use her powers. So, flight, heat vision, X-ray vision, super strength, all this stuff. It's, you just can't do it right on a TV show. Is for as great as some television is these days, Supergirl is not the character to put on TV to really do it. The justice it deserves. You know, everyone's, everyone wants female characters these days. Big, you know, big female characters that girls can look up to and fucking push that shit to the movies. Make a big Supergirl movie. Make that part of... Make her the fucking empty um, stasis chamber in the Kryptonian ship from Man of Steel. Did you hear this week when they were talking about... The what the uh, theory that Aquaman saved Superman and Man of Steel when he was, you know, out in the ocean and whales saved them or something like that no. in the movie. No, they were they were talking about that on. I appreciate the cleverness of trying to tie it tie all together into right. that scene, but step off Aquaman. <laughs> Superman's got this. <laughs> But, you know, like Supergirl, she's a big, big power set. Yeah. Because if you who, want to do Black Canary on TV, you can get away with some sonic scream every episode. That's not going to break your bank. You can still rotate, you know, the show around that. Because who are your villains going to be whenever you have a fully powered Supergirl character? they got to be aliens. They've got to be gods. Well, and you can't have, do that shit on CBS. She doesn't even have a rogues gallery. 
for the new 52, they introduced um, Silver Banshee, which is a cool character. I think it's really great that they tried to tie her together with Supergirl. Yeah. Cool. But, meh. Yeah. You know, they're... I don't know. I don't think it's... I don't think it's the right move for television. Was that... Um, was that the chick with the white hair? Silver Banshee? Yeah. Silver Banshee... Yes. The way they... The way Gail Simone wrote her in Secret Six. And it wasn't the traditional Silver Banshee that used to fight Superman. Uh, Gail Simone wrote the mythology like it was... It was a curse that was passed down through different generations. And there were multiple Silver Banshees in the world. And, um... The way she wrote the character Jeanette, who was one of the Silver Banshees, was so fucking cool. It was so good. She was one of the best DC characters created in the last ten years. Well, that book was one of the best books that I've read in a long time with really great art, art by Nicola Scott. Um, and Jeanette, really, was, and really Jeanette was such a good take on that character because it was like she fought it the whole time. She had... She had super strength, but she she really tried to rein in the silver banshee part where she wigged out and then her face turned to the skull and she had all the crazy hair. Terrible design. Um, Is but, that Kaylee Cuoco? But the the way Gail Simone did it, like she wrote Jeanette as such a strong sexual female character, like Ooh. she was she was a predator of men. And it was awesome because you'd get like manly men, like fucking Deadshot, and Jeanette would just roll up to him and be like, "We're doing this. I'm gonna <laughs> fuck your day up, and I'm gonna fuck your brains out." And Floyd Lawton would be like, "Oh shit!" And it was just such a cool take that she was just so empowered. But you know, then we gotta have the new Fifty Two, and we gotta get rid of all this really good shit, unless you're Batman or Green Lantern because they're selling well. God damn it, DC, did you fuck some shit up? <laughs> well, uh, you do a lot of good things right, and we're going to cover those in the podcast races. Yeah, they don't do anything wrong. What are you talking about? We're, not, th- we're not in fucking DC mode do, yet. Do, I can shit on those assholes. Do you think that there's ever going to be a day when they just abandon the new 52 and go back? Because I, I think that they've done a lot of things right, but I don't think the move... The new 52 move to erase everything forever or whatever the fuck they did. I don't think that was the right move. There were some cool things that came out of it. You got a really great Swamp Thing book. You got a really great Animal Man book. But you could have done that without blowing everything up. I agree. I think it's fun to be able to try to tighten up your universe and make it feel like everything's really intertwined. Um, because after a while, you know, it, there's just so many various storylines and, and threads that it just becomes so big, it's impossible to rein it all in. And it's a great theory every time you start it, but it's it's just like the, the ultimate line that Marvel did. Eventually, it's not going to be this tidy little, neat little, perfect universe. You're going to have history and continuity. That you're going to have to deal with it some way. And it goes back to the bigger comics argument that people who want to get into comics are going to get into comics. You don't need to kick them off with a number one. You don't need to reboot the whole fucking well, universe what for good, new readers. What good does the new 52 do right now for a, 
um, prospective new comic book reader. That probably does more harm than good, because I would think citizens, not us deeply entrenched nerds, the unwashed the civilians, like, you know, they probably have preconceived notions of who these characters are, and then you jump into a Batman book expecting to see Robin, and you're like, who the fuck is Bluebird? And then then they're like, alright, close that up, done with that book. Like, it's cool that you're trying to new trying new things, you're doing different stuff, but if your goal is to bring in new readers, you're doing it wrong. During the podcast races, I will say something absolutely opposite <laughs> to that statement. Because we're going to do more research and we're going to find a little bit more of uh, what what really makes DC jump over top of Marvel and in, in every way possible, really. I just felt like it... it a little piece of you died when you had to say that just now. <laughs> See, I'm okay. That's, that's a misconception. Um, I like DC a lot. Some what, of my favorite things are DC properties. What I would say about the potential of the Supergirl TV show, yes, her power set makes it kind of difficult to do in a, in a weekly TV show, but if you introduce her similarly to the way that she was introduced in the New 52 where you have kind of like a stranger in a strange land kind of thing and she doesn't really get her powers yet so you don't maybe have to completely blow them out and you have just this kind of fish out of water thing where she befriends a character like um, what's her, the Silver, Silver Banshee, Banshee. Um, and, and you just have her trying to like find her way in a metropolis or something. I could see that working like I don't know, maybe maybe like six or seven episodes, but beyond that, I don't I don't know where you go with that, how that would have legs, how it would be even like feasible to do it. Because at some point, you're gonna have to address that she's the most powerful being in the world or whatever. Well, and I mean, you, you can do that. Yeah. I mean, I I would imagine a CBS Supergirl series is gonna be treated like the NBC Constantine series and be in its own universe. One thing that's troubling is that Supergirl, like, she doesn't have... We talked about it. She really doesn't have her rogues gallery. She doesn't have supporting cast. So all these things are going to be left up to TV writers, which, you know, are fine, but they're not comic book writers. Um, it's, It's Greg Berlanti that's attached, who is a big comic book guy. He's producing Arrow, he's producing Flash, so he knows his stuff. It's a lot of ground to make up with a character that has kind of a barren cover. Yeah, him and Jeff Johns being involved are are good news for the series. Um, Jeff Johns was a mentor for Jamal Eagle, who wrote some of the best Supergirl books I've I've read, and those were... Um, I think late two thousand, late mid to late two thousand uh, series of, of Supergirl, um, Jamal Eagle with Sterling Gates on art. Um, Jamal Eagle was kind of Jeff Johns' apprentice that he brought in to DC, much like Scott Snyder brought in James Tinian. So I'm the fourth, sure the fourth, the not, fourth. not not <laughs> not the original one that was awesome. But the fourth, the fourth so, version. You know no, what they say about the fourth one? They always like bad. They like pizza. They like pizza eaters. And you know Jeff Johns, chief creative officer, he's going to be involved in all this too. But 
you know, there's there are good shepherds for the show, but yeah, you're going in with a pretty blank slate. And what did they do on Arrow? They borrowed heavily from, you know, the Titans universe. They borrowed heavily from Batman's universe and brought yeah, in some of those that's characters. Likely what so I guess they could do. do that. Because if I asked you, well, give me all the rogues gallery for Green Arrow. I'd say, I don't know. yeah, right. So they'll make it work. I mean, Merlin. It's a Jade, lot of, but it's a, Lady Shiva. It's a lot of faith to have with a character that just you can't go to really anything. Who's who's Supergirl's even, friends? Who are, who even, are they? Even aside from does, that, does, Green Arrow is a more central figure to the DC universe. Naturally, through his years of history, he has more ties to everyone, where Supergirl doesn't. Yeah, so it's going to be a more difficult job for them to do this on CBS. Yeah, but Supergirl all. Already has like the, the name recognition. The name recognition. Everybody already knows Supergirl. Yeah. Even if you kind of don't, you you do because you know Superman. I mean that's fine, but that's just going to get people to tune in. And for the a layman, couple of it weeks. doesn't. For the layman, it doesn't right. matter. What do you mean? Wait, what do you mean for a couple of weeks? That is only going to get the layman to tune in and be like, oh, Supergirl, Superman. I'm going to turn on this. Oh, okay, ratings bump. Okay, well, but they're not doing. A good job because there's no villains and no, no you, interesting no, cast. You're you're that you're fighting the wrong argument there. The I think you're fighting the right argument. No, you're not. The civilians won't know that it's the wrong story, the wrong villains, the wrong whatever. But it's going to be well, But like, it's going to be a lot. Oh, of, this is it's what a, Supergirl is. It's a this lot is, to make up if you're just will, pulling from all these yeah, different. But, there yeah, are better problems. There are better. Pro- well, the, the nerds, nerds will go. No, and no, no, be no. Like, right. They'll know. They'll know bad, thin villains whenever they see them. They'll know just villain of the week, Smallville style. Yeah, but they'll know that. But for civilians, Supergirl will win or lose on its own merit. Civilians won't go in saying, "Oh, this should be Silver Banshee." This should be no, no, no. This, this should be this other DC. But that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that that they, is what you just said. I'm saying that they don't have a lot of things to pull from that are already proven strong characters. But the only people that know that are us, the regular viewers that just see the Supergirl name brand. They're not going to know. They're not going to give a but shit either. His point is that's all they need to know to tune in initially. Is the name right? Yeah, and then it will win or lose on its own merit. Right. Regardless of who the villains or supporting cast are. Right. I disagree. I think that if you have proven villains that already work someplace else, you plug them into a TV show, even if the civilians don't know who they are, they already have worked in a different medium. You're bringing them in. If you're creating things from scratch, there's more of a chance that it could fall flat. But... There is. But, but, we'll, but we'll see. But let's look at the examples of Chloe from Smallville. Brand new character. Way better than Lana Lang for the entire series. Better than Pete Ross, True. who are established characters. John Diggle and Felicity on Arrow. Two brand new characters. True. They're working great. But people, people who aren't into comic books don't fucking know that. They're like... John Diggle. Well, Felicity's old school arrow. Felicity, Felicity Smoke is that's a that's a character that's been in the comic books before. No. Uh no. DC Ike over here. No, Felicity is brand new to Arrow. Felicity and Diggle are arrow characters. 
There he goes, feverishly typing away to get the... But if it's done right, like those characters, and if they can replicate that in Supergirl, and same way with the chick that's going to be the female lead in Constantine, she's not a comic character. If they get those characters right, it's not going to matter that they don't have... It's not going to matter to civilians that they don't have a strong supporting cast. Felicity fucking smoke? That sure as shit looks like an old fucking character to me. I don't know. I'm gonna speak oh, like oh, okay. Okay, I don't know anything, but then... Uh, okay, no. You... Wikipedia... I just fucking... I said you disagreed, and then I pulled it up and proved it. You didn't. Well, all right. You did on the surface, but I may go in there. You you looked at a couple names, and you're like... Oh, I typed it's Felicity fucking smoke, and it came up on the DC Wikipedia page. But... I may read through that entire thing and be like, all right, well, here's the caveat to that argument. You That's, could, but then you could... Right. Or, or maybe you could just agree that I just proved you fucking wrong. You could do that, too. All right. You got me. So, Chloe Sullivan and John Diggle. Brand new characters to the world of TV. You know, Chloe Sullivan, you know, I love. Can you, can you just look those up? I can't take anything he says. Seriously. <laughs> they work just fine. They do. Supergirl doesn't need comic-rich characters to work for non-comic audiences. Alright, okay. so let's... Okay, head count. Is this show gonna... Number one, are you guys gonna watch it? I'm, I'll tune in for a couple of weeks, certainly. I'd like to see who's gonna be cast in this show. Yeah. I'd be interested Paul, in that. Paul, are you gonna watch it? Yeah. Okay. Is it gonna be good? I don't think it's gonna make it to pilot. I, have, I think it's going to make it a series. Yeah, I, I have. there's no way to know. We'll because, have to pick up the pilot at a, as a bootleg at the comic book convention in a couple of years. You know how Amazon's doing those... Uh, like the, the Gen 13 thing that's like... Was that real? Out? Yeah. They did yeah. that? Mm-hmm. Actually, it was it was an animated movie. They're, Amazon's doing, or they were doing over the summer, something called like pilot season where they offered... You know, maybe five different pilots you could watch them and vote on them, and then oh, cool. they could possibly be made into Am- like I don't know if anybody watches TV shows on Amazon, like original programming, but that's something that could be offered up. I. So you're not interested in this? I don't think it's going to be successful. Um, that's my gut reaction, but. I, actually, I agree with you, Paul. I don't think it's going to even get made beyond a pilot. I think somebody's going to pick it up. They're, they'll show up that pilot. Like you said, they might. Maybe CBS doesn't pick it up, but somebody will. Will. So, are there any other female characters that you feel would make a good show? Ian? I think so. I think that if I had a choice of uh, female characters... To bring to the small screen, Zatanna would be the pick that I would have. I think that you, you know, magic always plays. You could go light, like a, or you could go horror style, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, supernatural. I think that, it, you know, Constantine is coming out. Grim is a show that's popular that has some of those same elements. People like that kind of stuff. That's a, I think that a fascinating uh, choice there. What's that? Zatanna. Zatanna, really? Yeah. Um, I think that it would it satisfies the need or the proposed need that um, people want to see 
diversity, want to see female leads in their television sh- television shows. And I think it's a it's a cool character. She's got a cool look. Is Zatanna um, American? Yeah. Okay. Italian American. Italian American. So that's that's who I would pick. Um, I don't. I, I think that CW honestly could do a fine job of it. They could spin it right out of Constantine. Well, that's on um, that's on NBC, and they could also do that on they could do it on NBC. Yeah. CW has a track record of. Supernatural magic style shows with you know Buffy and Supernatural. Well, so, NB- NBC will now. That's and, true. And they'll say, "Wow, that that Constantine thing's really successful because we made him look just like he looks in the comics." <laughs> Let's get this Zatanna girl. We'll spin her right out of it, and we'll make her look exactly like she looks in the comics. And if they do that, I will be tuning in. I know. Were you happy with Serena Swan's Zatanna on Smallville? That would be who I would pick as a. Uh, my Zatanna. Do you think she's too old at this point, or do you think that she's, she's um, she would be still? No, I think she's violent. in the wheelhouse, but I don't want her to leave Graceland to do Zatanna. Graceland will be canceled soon enough. Don't worry. Graceland's good. You like that? This last season, because Graceland doesn't give a shit. They're like, you like that character? We're gonna make them a terrible person. You like that character? Dead. Done. <laughs> Graceland's like six feet up. Whoever's writing Graceland doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> In this second season, it was no rules apply. We're just fucking going for it. Great season of television. One of the best shows nobody's watching. Summer TV at my house is all about USA Network, and Graceland's on all the time. Royal Pains is another one. See, like, I, I feel like there's a. The, McSauce Television Podcast. There's a formula, there's a tone for USA shows where everything's a little tongue-in-cheek, everything's a little funny, a little comedy edge to it. Graceland doesn't have any of that. Yeah. Graceland isn't fucking Breaking Bad. It's not super dark. But it's not Royal Pains. It's not Suits. It's not Psych or Burn Notice. Like, Graceland's pretty diesel. And, like, compared to all the other, like, fare that goes on on USA, it's really fucking good. Would you have another pick? If you can't spare, you know, to lose Graceland, do you have another pick for Zatanna? I haven't given it any thought. No, this surprised me because I thought that's what you were going to pick as a TV show, you dirty fuck. I didn't because I knew this is what you were going to pick. Ah, chess match. every, (laughs) Every time I thought about Zatanna today, I was like... No, I'm going to let Ian have it. Because Ian's been a fan of fishnets for a long time. I'm just, I was just going to let him roll. And it's it's a it's a great choice. Because as soon as I thought about characters that could run with their own show, uh, not just as strong characters on their own, but characters that could easily translate into a television series, Zatanna's at the top of the fucking list. It's surprising that they're doing Supergirl before they're doing this, to me, honestly. It seems like a fucking no-brainer. There's a ton of witch shows out. You know, going People from, like that shit, though. Witches of Eastwick. Witches of, yeah, witches of East End. East End. Lifetime. Let's Wh- get it right. Whatever. Which one? Whatever. <laughs> Wick but and going back to, Point. <laughs> going back to, uh, what was that fucking 90s show? With the Charms. Witches. Charm. Witches work on television because you don't need to have... 
a super insane special effects budget to make witches work. You can do some shit with fishing wire. Oh, I'm gonna levitate that coffee cup. Oh, here it goes. <laughs> like, what you can do witch stuff. Um, practically. Practical magic. Great witch movie. Never saw it. Sandra Bullock at the height of her sexiness. Yeah. Though, I uh, saw the heat last night. How dare you? Was that funny? No. Or? But Sandra Bullock, super sexy. Still had it. I in like how she went from Sandra Bullock in to Sandra to Sandra. <laughs> she got more regal. Yeah, right. Well, Back in the '90s, she was Madame, Sandra Bullock. Now she's Madame Sandra. Sandra. How, how do we want to pronounce it? Sandra. Sandra. Yeah, come Sandra. On. Sandra. Sandra doesn't. San- Sandra, Sandra Bullock. No. Sandra Bullock. No, no, I refuse. Oh come Sandra. on! She was in speed in that. Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock. So, Paul. Yeah, yeah. Magic shows. Magic shows work. So, and what what show do you want? What comic book character would you like to see in a brand new television show starring Sandra Bullock? I'm not done with Zatanna yet. Oh, sorry. Zatanna is my first choice. Trying to move the show along. We have like a half hour. Zatanna, first choice. Easy, easy to do. Practical effects. She doesn't have a supporting cast or rogues gallery, but it's something that can be built up in the show. She's a you know, C-list enough character that it's not like she has a heavy mythology surrounding her that you need to adhere to it. You can go in whatever direction you want. But being magic-based, you can always pull from heaven and hell, ghosts, demons... Supernatural things, yeah. werewolves. And like, so that's her supporting cast and villains. Yeah, and like Green Arrow, she's been a central enough part of the DC universe for so many years that you can pull any character. I mean, she has, she touches every part of, she's the center of the DC Venn diagram. You know, you can pull in whatever you want with her, and it makes absolute sense. So, yeah. how would she dress in the show? Would she. Like is, is her fishnets and yeah, top you gotta hat, go is that for that right? Like is that what she would wear when she every day, or or is that just her stage show would be the fishnets, right? But like when she's out when she goes to like CVS or something, is she just gonna put on a pair of jeans? Because I imagine she looks good in jeans, even though she looks great in fishnets. I bet you that she she fits into a pair of jeans really well. I think that she would. Make those jeans look really good. I'm excited about this show now. And like a, like a nice white like blouse with it. Could be even sweatpants hoodie. I'm in. Yeah, and it says... Juicy. Juicy across... But backwards. However you say juicy backwards. Um, I think oh, listeners home. should Google Katie McGrath. K-A-T-I-E McGrath. That's a pretty solid Zatanna... Right there. Maybe not as busty as Serena Swan, but that looks like some good stuff to Daddy. <laughs> so, now that we've gone with Daddy's pick for TV... Also, Alexandra D'Addario could pull off as a Tana. Let's go and with... And busty. Let's go with uh, Daddy number... Daddy 1A. One, one <laughs> Why am I the filthier Daddy? 
don't know. Give me Daddy One B. One B. Daddy One B. What What would you like to go with? I feel like I'm the poor girl and my two dads right now, but it's like my two filthy dads. Uh, you're just uh, you're the. You're the white knight of the McSauce podcast. Well, Ian's right? not here, right? No. I I struggled with my pick for a long time today. I bounced around a couple different characters. I said, do I want to go... Do I want to pick a Marvel character? Do I want to pick a Dark Horse character? And I said, no. I want to save that for a different podcast. The so, Dark Horse podcast? Are we, we doing talk a Dark all Horse about podcast? Dark Horse stuff? We'll talk about it after the show. Save it for, for after, after the podcast. podcast. Gotcha. After the podcast. Um, you know, I bounced around from a couple different characters today, and I thought I had one all day until maybe an hour or so before you gentlemen showed up. And I decided, how did I miss this chick all day? Renee Montoya. As the question. That is a great pick. That's not a great pick. just... Detective Renee Montoya of the Gotham Police Department, but vigilante question uh, in the fifty-two story. The question has been a, was a DC character for a long time. Uh, Vic Sage. He used this glue thing mask that made his face just blank, no eyes, no anything. And, like, he was kind of the conspiracy theorist of, of the DCU. He'd go around, you know, uncovering all these all these secrets and you know, all these conspiracy theories, and that proved to be true. Everyone thought he was crazy because no one believed him, but at the, at, at the end of the day, he was right about everything. And the DC event, 52, he's, he realized he has cancer. And he needs to start passing all this previous knowledge on to someone before he dies. And he picks Gotham police detective Renee Montoya. Female, Latino, lesbian. Diversity three. Boom. So he picks Renee Montoya to pass all this knowledge on to. And she eventually becomes the question. And I think it would that would be a really great arc for the first maybe second season. You don't need a heavy DC knowledge for it. You can get away with your, you know, police procedural stories from week to week with the stronger overarching story to the to the main series. Maybe don't need uh, big maybe, effects maybe, for it either. Yeah, don't need big effects. Maybe in the first season she's chasing the question. The question's the bad guy of the first season until at the end she realizes you know what this guy knows what's up second season he is when he gets he realizes he has cancer and he needs to pass this on and then she becomes the question that would be an interesting one it does satisfy a lot of things that people want to see in their TV shows now or want to see out of their comic book heroes and strong female lead yeah she wasn't interesting enough until she became the question right strong female lead superhero ties you can do overarching stories, police procedural stories. You can satisfy that CSI, NCIS demographic. With a superhero spin. Super, little superhero flair, but not too much. Maybe you can even drop... I guess you'd have to be in Gotham. You just put just that say, thing on Fox, 
Then we got it all solved. Say, it's okay. Crossovers. Just say Gotham. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to drop names. I don't. I hate that DC shows are so afraid to say well, Gotham or Metropolis yeah, I mean or that, Batman or Superman. Batman or Arrow's like Bloodhaven, Gotham suburb, but we're not going to say Gotham. Well, they do um, Ferris. Arrow but no one knows what that is. Yeah, we do, though. We do, but, like, civilians know Metropolis, Gotham City. And I like, love... Can't do that. I love how movies. we're talking down to the civilians tonight as well. Listeners of the show. We're, you know what? We've all channeled a little Mac Sal tonight. A little I, condescension. I don't call them civilians. I call them civilians. I know, but... They kind of are. Who would I get to play? Renee Montoya? That's a great question. Matt, do you have any guesses? Um, Genesis Rodriguez. No. Not in the running. You know why? No. She's a little too feminine. Yeah, I'm not feeling it. She's a little... She's, she looks too soft. Like you could just punch a hole through her chest. Ah, so you're going with, um... I need someone with a little more gravitas. Someone with a little more edge. A little more fight in them. Um... What was... I can't remember her name. I'm gonna tell you who I'm gonna pick. Go ahead. I have two. Yeah, let's hear them. Alice Braga. B-R-A-G-A. She's pretty, she's sexy, and she's tough. She can put her hair back in a bun absolutely be Gotham City police detective. Also, Vanessa Ferlito, Matt, that you should know from Bulletproof or Fireproof or whatever that Quentin Tarantino throwback movie was. Death Proof. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Vanessa Ferlito. She had the small So ugly, so sexy. Kind of ugly, kind of sexy, but Diesel. Alice Braga and Vanessa Ferlito, either one Latino, convincing lesbians, and they are Diesel. They can both fuck you up. Good calls. And that's what... Graceland's going to have to be canceled now. <laughs> no. And that, like, I, that's that's what Renee Montoya is. She's fucking tough, man. She'll mess her day up. I don't want any fucking wafy girls playing Renee Montoya. Why couldn't she stay a cop, though? Fuck it up. For real. Like, why did they have to make her be on, like, an interesting police character? I don't know. It was just time. It just feels like such a typical kind of bat-verse move. You know, these characters eventually have to become capes, if you will. But, yeah. like, that, it's not like that was the plan. I mean, she had been... I realize that's a supporting character, Renee Montoya. It wasn't... Forever. What I'm saying is, that wasn't enough. They, they were like, rather than write a cool story about her at this point, the next logical step is put her in a costume. That's See, what I don't, happens I don't whenever think you it go was, to... It was a logical step, because, you know, Bullock's still... Bullock? Right. He's still a detective. I thought... I think... They looked at it and they were like, who would be a really interesting character to put into this role? And they picked Renee Montoya. Because if anything, the Batman universe needs more capes, right? 
But the, that's what not, happens. You go to question, Gotham City, they give you a cape, and they, they, that's, they yeah, send you on your way. He's not a Batman character. No. No, he's not a Gotham character. He's, he's one of the old Charlton characters. He's not a Batman character. Okay. Essentially, they robbed the Batverse of a character to put into the greater DC universe. I see. I think it was a cool move. I, I, I would have preferred them to remain Vic Sage. What a cool because name. Because I like, I like classic continuity. But the way they rolled that whole story in 52 and Renee Montoya... Like, I thought it was pretty slick. Didn't they even have Dick Grayson as a cop for a while, or am I making that shit he up? He was an officer in Bloodhaven, on the Bloodhaven PD. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, mean, smart on Dick's part, because he's right in the middle of the action if he needs the... Right, right. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting way to write a hero. Savage Dragon, anyone? But can't he just be Dick Grayson? Can't he just be police officer? Coach? He was Did already... The hero. He wasn't an established police officer supporting character that somebody in their infinite wisdom decided. I think the bigger question here is why Matt is denying a diverse character, a female, a higher calling as a superpowered character. What Matt's saying tonight is keep them depowered. Women belong depowered, pregnant in the kitchen, right? That's what I heard. Is that what you said, Matt? I said nothing of the sort. I heard that from you. <laughs> I agree with you, Paul. <laughs> I would, I, I'd, I'd pick Renee Montoya. I think it would be a, a really easy thing for them to do. Um, hook in a lot of, a lot of new fans. Matt, lay it on me. <laughs> I had two ideas. Uh, one is is a little bit. Well, I was going to say it's a little self-indulgent because it's a book that I read and I like, but another was a book that I just think kind of makes sense, and I would like to see it just to see it. Are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. Go ahead. No, what's so funny? It's a meme I just read. It made me laugh. <laughs> ah, are we podcasting? <laughs> are we meme reading? Um, I think a, um, a Betty and Veronica show might be kind of interesting. Do you think that they could go straight Betty and Veronica, not roll Archie into the title of that show? I think, I think you call Betty and Veronica. I think the names Betty yeah. and Veronica have just as much, uh, power like recognition yeah. as Archie does. I really do. And Ian, let's be honest. Would you are you more apt to tune in to turn tune in to a show called Archie or Sexy and Sexy? Are we going to do this on HBO and or Cinemax? Where are we putting this show? It matters to me. Even if it's on CBS, it, you know you'd pick Betty and Veronica. I think it could be Archie. on CW or it could be on a network, but like you could get Nickelodeon. <laughs> Even Nickelodeon. Depending on which way you want Daddy. to go. But, you know, I, I feel like there is an opportunity to take these, like, iconic-looking normal characters and really just bring them to life in a way that's never happened before. I mean, these characters go back to the 1950s. And Archie would be in it, but I feel like you could see kind of the drama from the girls' 
perspective versus Archie's point of view. You know, he's always caught in the middle. Who does he like? But I think that viewership would find it more interesting to kind of look at these girls' kind of friendship slash rivalry with one another. And they're completely different. So you would have, you know, your 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 girls taking sides. You know, do they like the whole Is it Team Betty or is it Team Veronica? Right, exactly. I thought Matt was going to say girls taking their clothes off. Woo! <laughs> How many beers did he have? Because we're going to... I, I don't know. <laughs> one before the one I, that he just had. Yeah, yeah, I think so. He had the same amount as Ian's had tonight. I, he holds it better than I'm, you do. I'm under control. So. I'm being entertaining. I'm turning That's it true. on for the podcast. Are you going to the bathroom? What are you doing? Yeah. Okay. But I don't want called out as I'm walking out of the room. I feel obliged to come in and defend myself. That's true. Go ahead. So Betty and Veronica. Betty and Veronica, I think, would, would make for an interesting show. I think you already have the, the name recognition, so you've already got some interest right there. If you and I do think this is very important, you gotta make these characters look right. You can't yeah. like go casting a black actress to play Betty <laughs> or something. Are we going to do a period piece or are we gonna update it? How would you do it? I picture it being an updated version. I think that you know, if you do make it a period piece, you're probably just going to appeal to maybe older fans. Or you could even do stylized, like, uh, it could look like it's old, but still be new. Like, they all have their iPhone 6 Plus, but they're dressed in 50s garb or something well, like I, that. Well, I think that it would be kind of cool to see it done with, like, that visual aesthetic of the 50s and 60s, yeah. but... Think that would be too much playing with it? Yeah, but if you, if you update, like, I think you could maybe give it that, but give it more of, like, a, a modern-day edge in terms of, like, the way you want to tell the stories. That would be good. Yeah. Because it can't be all, like, you know, soda shops. And this isn't going to be modern going family. steady. Right. It's, it's, I think it's going to have to play a little bit more on more, like, modern teenage issues and, and things like that. I think, you know, you can get into heavier subjects, like... I don't know, teenage, pregnancy, domestic abuse, things that are kind of like hot-button issues and stuff. Um, and I think there's an audience for it. And I think you would you could get the teenagers into it, depending on how well it's done. Plus, based on the name recognition, you might pull in some older fans as well. I think it's a good idea. I really do. Um, it would be it'd be interesting to see, you know, how they would go with it, uh, a, because Archie is such a wholesome brand, and it's generally thought of. I know that there's, you know, zombie Archie comics now, and well, they the, killed Archie at some. That's point. what got me thinking about it. Clearly, Archie comics are willing to play with the brand lately. They're willing to really go branch out and do whatever. I mean, they they turned Jughead into a zombie and they killed Jughead. They shot Archie in the regular Archie comic and, and murdered him in the comic book. There are homosexual characters in Archie stories. Correct. There's a lot of progressive or more progressive than you would give Archie comics credit. For. Right, that is true. And if they could take that and translate it right to the uh, to the TV screen, I think that would be cool. And you know, you guys know me, I do like that kind of small town kind of vibe to my storytelling. Uh, Slice of Life. Slice of Life, the smaller scope in storytelling, where it's all about the characters kind of driving the drama. 
I like that. That's why I think that I, it's so weird to me that you don't like a lot of TV because I feel TV does that really well whenever it's done well. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, there are a lot that I haven't tried. Yeah. It's not like I've you know tried everything and didn't like it. But, I mean, I do like a lot of stuff. Yeah. Believe it or not, I do like some shit. I believe you, Matt. But, yeah, I think that's a good pick, man. I really do. Paul, oh. you have anything, Dad? Yeah, what do you have, Dad? I think that's a good pick. Now, I think it's easy, easily done on a lot of different networks. None of them have ostentatious superpowers that we need to worry about. Except for their hotness. Ooh, and that is superpower. you cast. Now, that's what I wanted to talk about. Because I don't know who's who in the world of female, like, young... Well, really anybody anymore. Like, unless you're in your 40s, I probably don't know who you are. But who who would be a good choice for these for these characters to bring them to life? Any ideas off the top of your heads, guys? Olivia Munn for... Veronica, dark hair, right? Yeah. Are we correct? Yeah. Olivia Munn for Veronica. Betty, uh, I, I don't know off the top of my head. Uh, yeah, I don't have any instant... Ideas. Maybe a couple of years ago, Kristen Bell would have been a good call. Yeah. Maybe yeah, not now. I'm pretty sure Olivia Munn is too old. Think so? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think, I think if, so. if you're going to go with a We're brand new... We're talking high school. If you're going to go with brand new Betty and Veronica series, I think you need to go... You're going to go a couple unknowns that are going to start to make their own path. Or pluck them right out of ABC Family. That's your uh, bracket of knowledge, or right? Or Nickelodeon. Or Nickelodeon. Yep. Possibly Nickelodeon, but the girls I watch on ABC Family... Are, I think they're too old to get Is Lucy Hale even too old for... To still... I mean, she's a teen on Pretty Little Liars, but do you think she would be too old? Yeah, I, I think you need to go fresh for Betty and Veronica. I yeah. think Lucy Hale's already made her staple as a Pretty Little Liars teen. I think you need to go brand new actresses. Well, we'll set the casting couch up, and we'll do auditions. For as much as I pride myself on underage actresses, I'm at a loss. But yeah, I think that's a that's a pretty good idea there, Matt. Yeah, I would. I mean, I would bring all the main characters in, but your two focal characters, I think, would be Betty and Veronica, and I think that that would be your most successful way to do it, anyway. The only. I only see two actress images come up for Veronica, and it's Mila Kunis and Natalie Wood. <laughs> That's rough. I think they're both wrong for different reasons. Yep, yep, I absolutely think so. Oh, there's also some sexy, sexy, naked Veronica. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. oh no. Don't look over here like you want to see it, Matt. You're better than that. You're supposed to be better than that. I'm not that much better. Oh, it's a drawing. I thought it was a real... Eh, you know, it's still okay. So, is there anything else that we want to talk about tonight, gents? Looks like there's a... Covers it. Looks like there might be a porno version of it as well. Yeah? Uh-oh. Could be wrong, but this seems to... This little picture has all the trappings of the porno version. That doesn't hint at live action. That's, That's definitely porno. Yeah. Definitely. So uh, your research for today, McSauce fans, is uh, look up the Betty and Veronica <laughs> porno. But uh, that'll about do it for tonight. 
Yeah, I don't think we have anything left to add unless we want to talk some more Modern Family. Or some more fast food. I hope you got all your fast food updates, your reviews about what we like, what we don't like. Some more anything but what we came here to talk about tonight. Um, Again, keep in mind that this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday we'll be at Monroeville Convention Center for Pittsburgh Comic Con. Drop by. We're in the main room. Stop by, see myself, Paul, Matt, and Dominic, and say hi. We would appreciate it. We want to see everyone. Yeah, so. we're looking forward to it. Pittsburgh Comic Con this weekend. Pittsburgh Pod Races, October 12th. We hope to see everyone out. Totally different atmospheres. The The Comic Con's going to be nothing but smiles, cheerfulness, friendliness. The pod Races, though. Bloodbath. Bloodbath. It will yeah. be on. Wear, wear blue in support of DC, we will be. Yeah, and we if, will be. And if you know anything about the McSauce comic book podcast, we don't take prisoners. We don't. Like the Cobra Kai, no mercy. My name is Paul McGinty. Ian Sharpley. Yes, Sensei. <laughs> we'll see you next time. That was a ridiculous podcast.